Hello, everyone, and welcome to From the Felt, brought to you by the Texas Card House. My name is Ryan Crow, and I'm your host here along with Bill Hewer and Sam Von Kennel. Really excited about the episode we have for you guys today. I know it's been a couple of weeks since we released a podcast. We have been very busy between trying to get our places open in Dallas, TCH Live, uh, and of course, the Texas Card House, Austin, Houston, and Rio Grande Valley. So, so we have a really excited episode. We're actually going to talk a little bit more about Dallas today uh, and what's been going on up there because there's, there's a lot of news since our last episode. But before we get into that, uh, let me introduce the rest of the group. Uh, we've got with us the Prince of Poker in Houston, Texas. He's also the owner of iHost Poker, Mr. Bill Hewer. Bill, how's it going? Good morning, Ryan. Glad to be back stateside and excited about this podcast. Yeah, man, you've been what, in, uh, where have you been, uh, Thailand? No, no, no. I was in Singapore, Singapore for right. Chinese New Year, and then I went to Philippines to do some diving and then spent a day in Tokyo so I could, I could enjoy some authentic Japanese sushi before coming home. Wow, so you were, there for, you were gone for almost a month, weren't you? Uh, three weeks. Three weeks. Wow. Yeah. That's fun stuff. So how long's the flight to get over there? Uh, you know, it's, it's like 15 to 17 hours to go that direction, but when you're coming back, it's faster because you have the tailwind, so it only took uh, 11 hours to get back from Tokyo direct to Houston. Nice, nice. Well, back in back in good old uh, Texas, so good stuff. Uh, well, yeah. you know, glad to have you back. Thanks. Also, we have with us a man who needs no introduction. He founded the first social card club in the state of Texas, the Texas Card House, uh, which led to the birth of the social card club industry. He is also, and most importantly, the South Dakota Cadillac Jacks 2019 Spring Classic Champion, Mr. Sam Von Kennel. Sam, how you doing? And I can't complain one bit. That's a that's a mouthful. The Cadillac Jack Spring <laughs> South Dakota champion, but that is that is correct. Wish I had a cool story like Bill, but I've just been slumming around Austin playing <laughs> cash games. No, good stuff. And yeah, we got we got so we got Sam also uh, commentating some on uh, TCH Live now. So he's getting in the booth with Mike Youngblood. So really excited there to have Sam commentating. So I know you're going to be commentating every Sunday at least, right, for the tournaments. Well, hopefully not because I'm going to be winning the tournament, but yeah, I'm going to play. And then as soon as I bust out, I'm going to hop in the commentary booth. Like I said, Sam will be commentating the final table every <laughs> yeah. Sunday for the tournament. <laughs> yeah. How awesome is that? You'll get to commentate the table and talk about the guy who knocked you out of the tournament. I really hope so. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be kind of cool. Like, so the, you know, it's on a delay. So I thought it'd be interesting if, if Sam makes the final table or when he makes the final table, excuse me, if he's like four, fifth, six out, and then, We'll bring him in the booth real quick, and he can actually commentate and talk about the hand that he busts out on. I mean, and at that stage, it could be, hey, you know, we're, we're, I'm short stack, I'm shoving or whatever, but it will be kind of cool to commentate uh, on a hand that you just played in 15, 20 minutes before. Yeah, I'm telling you, if it doesn't happen in the next two or three weeks, then I'm going to be pretty fucking salty in that commentary. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. Yeah, that would be funny. I mean, I'm looking forward to that. Well, guys, uh, man, we had some really – I mean, I, of course, we were going to shoot this podcast and announce a second location in Dallas. However, literally as I was walking out of the city council meeting, um, I actually, I, I, we had reached out to the reporter ahead of time to let him know we were going back in front of it. But there was an article about us getting approval for our, our zoning uh, in Dallas before we even left the city council building, and it was up – you know, essentially up live uh, – in the Dallas Morning News post. So, so I think everyone listening to this probably knows, or most people probably know that we did get approval from the city council for the second location, a location we've been trying to open for over a year, well over a year. Uh, and so uh, we will be having two locations at least in Dallas uh, in the near future. And I think that's one of the things that we kind of want to talk about because I think there's a lot of questions coming in like, hey, why are these locations? Why are you doing two of them in 
so, so close together? You know, how did you get to this point? So I figured that maybe be something that we could talk about on this to kind of answer some of those questions for people in Dallas. Maybe talk a little bit more about TCH Live and kind of, you know, kind of go down those paths and just kind of um, clear up some of the questions that are probably that we've seen come up over the last couple of days for for, for people uh, who just want to know about our expansion and people in Dallas who are very curious to know about more about those clubs. What do you think? I think it's a great idea. There's so much chatter right now on social media and people uh, kind of making up things that it's, uh, that's why I'm so excited about this episode is to clear the air, set everyone straight, uh, discredit the trolls and uh, put everybody <laughs> on the right path so everybody knows what's really going on. I think you're Absolutely. always going to have trolls. There's always going to be people that are negative, but the overwhelming majority of people are going to be really stoked about what we're going to bring to the Dallas area. So, I, I just focus on them. We're going we're gonna to put together a pretty good product, and I'm super excited to go there myself because I just know the games are already there. We don't have to recreate anything. We just have to give them a new clean spot to come play, and, and they're going to come. Absolutely, and I think that uh, you know Dallas is such a – I think Dallas has such a huge poker market in all the surrounding areas around Dallas. I mean, you know, you, I mean, there's just, it's just such a large metropolitan area and I, I can't wait to, to get up there. I mean, I, I say that I've been up there a lot over the last two years. So have you, Sam, what I mean is get the club open there. And so yeah. um, let's, let's go back to the beginning. So a lot of people are probably wondering why we have two clubs there. Let's, let me just kind of give, tell the story of what's happened in Dallas. So, about was it? It's been two years since the clubs were shut down um, in the Dallas area. I mean, it's been a while—eighteen months to two years. All the Plano clubs, those CJs, in Dallas was shut down. It, it, it's been a little while, but when all that was going down, I think I mentioned this in the last podcast. You know, we were about to sign a lease near that Valley View Mall area, and when that happened, we hit pause and stopped. And essentially, we waited for a little while. We we, we had some meetings, talked to some people, and finally, we we got this this area on Montfort drive near the Galleria in Valley View mall. We actually got that location and signed a lease on it. Uh, and that lease was contingent upon us getting approval from the city council to open a club. Well, when we first went, and this is in that article, when we first went to get our approval from city council, um, we went to the zoning commission. There's actually, there's actually two meetings. You go in front of the zoning commission. They decide to approve or deny you. And then you go to city council and they approve or deny you. And you have to get through both of those with a majority vote. Uh, the, in the very first meeting, this was in January of last year, actually in December of 2018, the zoning commission unanimously approved our, our, our request to change the, the, you know, the zoning for it or, or get approval to go in there. And then it went in front of city council. Well, we get into the meeting and we were expecting to fly through city council. We thought we had a lot of support. We thought everything was really good. And it turns out before we got in the meeting that someone had actually opposed our use. One of the developers of the new, of this new mall, the mall is getting torn down. They're doing a huge development there for people in Austin. It's going to be like the domain. It's going to be this nice new upscale area that they're trying to plan out in Dallas. And our long-term goal was to get into a location there. And as they redevelop it, move into one of the nicer buildings and have a very nice upscale club that we can build out. And what happened was, well, what, Several people own pieces of that land. There's a Target. There's this EF Properties, and they essentially one of them said, "Hey, we don't think this is a good fit," and they they backed out. And so what we did, we we didn't know this ahead of time. So literally at the city council meeting, they pulled us off what's called the consent agenda, and they essentially started debating it. They pulled us up there, asked a bunch of questions. Um, at, at one point, the city attorney even says, "Hey, if these guys do it the way they say they 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 should, that this is this is a legal model." And so I actually thought we were going to get passed, even though there was a lot of debate about it in that meeting. 
but ultimately they voted eight to six in favor of us, so we had a majority, but it still didn't pass because someone had opposed us, and we actually needed a supermajority. So instead of needing eight of the 15 votes, we needed like 12 or 13 of them, and ultimately we didn't get that. Um, turns out after the fact we heard there may have been a little bit of a political battle going between two different groups in the city council. I don't know if that's true or not, but ultimately we didn't get it. That put us back to square one. So we then started looking for other locations around Dallas. It is very tough to find a location where you don't need some type of zoning or city council approval there, but we actually found one in that Montfort, uh, excuse me, in that Sam Moon shopping center, the one that's at the north uh, east corner of 635 and 30 and, and, um, and 35. And so what we did then was, hey, we said, we're going to move forward with this location, and we're still going to try to get city council approval on the other one, but it's going to take us a year to do it. And so ultimately, we signed the lease on one, and we didn't know if we were going to get the, the, the Valley View one or not. And so we went back this time. Obviously, we, we, we talked to several you know, the city councilman, we talked to different groups. We actually went out to EF properties. We showed them who we were, talked them through our business model. Um, we invited them to come down and, and they, you know, look at our, our properties in Houston and Austin. And ultimately, they said, look, we're okay with this for now. Let's check it out. Let's let you guys go in. We'll see how it looks. And essentially, they said, look, we're not going to oppose it anymore, which was huge because now we just needed a majority vote. So we go back through city council. This time, they approve it. It was unanimous. Essentially, we were on the consent agenda, so no one opposed it, um, and, and we got approved. And so now we're in a situation where we have these two locations. They are fairly close together. Uh, they're actually about seven miles, I think, like if you're driving. But it's actually – and we drove we drove it the other day, that Wednesday at about 3 o'clock. It took us like 15, 16 minutes to get between them. So that's that's – that's a, a far enough distance where we feel okay opening those two locations. Dallas is such a dense market. We feel like there's enough players that we're going to be able to fill two clubs. Uh, and so ultimately that kind of lets us say, okay, look, you know, we've got these two locations that we can go after and we feel like the market's big enough. We're, they also can draw from, from, from different directions. The one on Montfort's going to have like the Plano area uh, out and, and just everything east and hopefully downtown. And then everything uh, up from Sam Moon can, can draw from the West side of Dallas. And so, I think that in, in all, having two clubs there is going to be okay. I think it's going to work out well, uh, and I'm excited about both locations. What was the significance? Like, I'm a little bit familiar, not so much with Dallas City Council, but what? why did it take a year? That's just their standard protocol, right? Once you have a hearing on something and there's been a vote, it now you can't re bring it back up for that long? or, or? So you actually can't bring it up for two years. The reason it took us a year is we had to go back and get their permission to resubmit, and that was because – the actual opposition of it, the original time, my understanding from our attorneys, it should not actually have been pulled from the consent agenda. We should have actually been able to go through, or it should have, they should not have been able, like the, the, the people that opposed it didn't have enough clout or didn't know enough land to actually pull it off or to oppose us, to, you know, to cause it to get off the consent agenda. I, I don't know all the details of it, but ultimately we went back and got the permission to resubmit with and got a waiver so it didn't have to take two years. I don't remember the exact reason why, but there were some legal reasons why we should have gone through the first time. And so they allowed us to bring it back on this uh, and essentially cut that two years down to one. And then That's it took great. us about three months to actually go through the process. So often those, those little oppositions, those don't even come. A lot of times people don't do their research or anything. They just immediately think poker club or have all these preconceived notions of how, you know, something grungy or dirty. I think we probably would have got through the first time, you know, if, if instead of opposing us in secret, you know, the club, the organization just come out and talk to us and meet us, maybe come see our own spot. And maybe that's what they did, you know, and why they ended up taking their opposition down. But so often it's once you get in front of them and talk to them, explain who we are and how we do it, you're most likely going to get comfort. Yeah. And you actually just, so when you just said that it triggered what actually happened in my mind. So, so I remember, so 
I went and met with them in person, and and they were very polite. I mean, they, they and they freely admitted, hey, we didn't know what this was. We saw poker. We thought gambling. Hey, we don't want this here. Um, and they actually submitted their opposition like a month or two before the actual city council meeting. It was the city. I think they had misplaced it accidentally, and, and then they didn't find it until right before the city council meeting. So we didn't have a chance to talk to them or go do anything. I think that might have led to why why there was the you know the waiver so we could re resubmit. But ultimately, we met with them. They admitted, hey, we don't know what this is, and and here's the thing. In hindsight, we probably should have gone to them up front, and so um, we met with them. We showed them what our business was. You know, I I I, I felt comfortable comfortable in saying that they did not have a problem with it once they understood what our business was, and 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 that's why they didn't oppose it the second time. So now, according to a lot of people on social media, they say you had to give them a big packet of money to make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'll tell you, you got about a big packet of money. Was our attorneys? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's. I, I wish everybody understood that. That when all is said and done, it's the attorneys that end up with all the money. That's but, right. But it, and yeah, go ahead. They but they do hard work and they get uh, they get things done. And here you go. We're opening two locations in Dallas. Yeah, I mean, we have a couple of uh, law firms that we work with, but this was Jackson Walker, and 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 a big shout out to Suzanne Kedron. I mean, she is a rock star. I mean, she was meeting with city council members, she was meeting with the zoning commissioners. I mean, I, I attended some of those meetings with her, but she was, I mean, she was all over the city of Dallas talking to people and just letting them know that, you know, we, we are we are on the up and up. You know, we are not here to to open some underground, um, you know, hole in the wall room that's going to cause problems. And, and so uh, you know, we have a very strong legal team that's been helping us. And there's other law firms as well that represent us on, on like they, they really represent for the city of Dallas. We have some other ones that represent us on the poker, really gambling side of it. But I will say that, that, that they, they really, I mean, Sam and I spent a lot of time out there. Darren Brown, our partner spent a lot of time out there. Um, but, but, but they were the, were the boots on the ground really helping make this thing happen. And they're doing this for the people, the city of Dallas, right? Like, like we're, we're trying to bring poker in a safe way there. And this means meeting with the police department, meeting with people in the DA's office, I mean, meeting with city officials. And so, um, you know, and, and a lot of them are very receptive. Some of them don't respond at all. It's funny. We, we reached out to the city of Dallas, the, the, you know, Dallas PD quite a bit, and we never really heard back. We actually met with the vice unit that raided some of those clubs uh, a year or two ago. Um, and it's funny because I got an email yesterday from Dallas PD asking us to meet with them in the next week or two. And it was a very cordial, very, very uh, polite email. And so uh, obviously they want to talk to us about security and what we're doing to make sure the club stays safe. Um, and, and so we will be meeting with them in person in the next week or two uh, to talk about you know what we're doing at both of these locations to make sure that we provide a safe environment. And here's the thing. I mean, I love the fact that they reached out to us because it shows that, you know, you know, that, that they care, that they know we're here. Like we are not going in the shadows. Like we're meeting with Dallas PD in the next week or two. And, 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 and not saying they're endorsing us in any way. Like no one is saying, Hey, we endorse, but, 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 but they're, they're taking an active interest in what the clubs are doing and they're going to keep an eye on us. They're going to keep an eye on any club that tries to open in the Dallas area. Um, you know, this isn't like some of the other cities where, where clubs open and they just kind of get by and no one pays attention in Dallas. They're very active. And, and if clubs open and they're not doing it the right way, uh, they're not going to be open very long. I mean, you're going to find that they're going to find that out really quick. And I, I know firsthand because I'm talking to the people who, who are essentially saying, if you don't do it the right way, we're going to shut you down. And so um, I will say this, I, I will be shocked if, if other clubs don't open and get shut down by not operating with the proper business procedures uh, because active is uh, Dallas is a very active city. And I think there's a, a, 
I could be wrong, but I, I, I get the sense there's a deeper understanding of how the club should be run there. I, I, it may just be that they're putting on that front that they know, um, but, but that's the sense that I get that Dallas is very educated, or at least they've done a little research on it. And that's probably the reason why they shut down a lot of the clubs early on. I think that's going to be really refreshing because I know across the state, these clubs have grown like crazy and not all of them are doing it in a clean manner. There's a lot of you know shadier things going on and I'm not going to put anybody on blast. I think we all know who some of these clubs are. We've all seen it and, and been there. And I think being in Dallas, knowing that they are, you know, they're, they're telling us now they're going to keep a close eye on these operations. That's great because we're super confident in how we're doing it. We've shown it. We're transparent and, you know, we don't want other guys coming in and competing with us unless they're going to compete the right way and play fair. You know, that's, that's kind of the way it goes. That's been one of the biggest challenges for the Texas Card House is, is we are operating in an unregulated industry. And clubs – and look, it's, it's, it's hard to blame people. As, as clubs start to struggle, you know, owners have put a lot of money and time into their businesses, and they're proud of their businesses, and they are going to try to do whatever it takes to keep it open. <clears throat> and when that happens, you know, it's not always it, – they don't always mean – most of the time they mean well, like they're not trying to be nefarious, but, but they start bending those rules to try to get more players in. And these rules are in favor of the players enjoy it. They want it. They want to be able to tip with the, with the regular chips at the table, all that kind of stuff. And, and it's, it's just, it, it hurts everyone in the long run. And so in several cities, you know, you know, the Texas card is not able to do some of the things that other clubs are doing. And it's, it's just, it's challenging, you know, because players want to go where they can do what they want. And, and, and unfortunately the law doesn't allow for that in Texas. And, What's going to happen is if it continues on that path for too long, um, too many clubs are going to cross that line and it's going to put everyone out of business. And that's what we're trying to fight. That's why we have the social car clubs of Texas and we're trying to fight that. Yeah, smart. Well, kudos to Dallas for doing things the right way, opening those lines of communication and understanding what's going on and working with the clubs rather than just uh, a beeline busting the clubs for whatever reason they want to blame on that. But uh, yeah, good job, Dallas. Proud of you. Yeah, and it's, it's taken some you know nudging to, to, to get it there, but but yes, this has been a easily been two years to, to get to where we are today, and so you know I, I'm just excited. I, th- I think that there's a huge poker community there. I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm excited about the clubs that we have going in there. I think that there's a lot of excitement in Dallas. I know there's a lot of underground games there, and a lot of those rooms that that are, that are running today. And so I, I you know I'm hoping that that people enjoy you know what we're bringing to to Dallas. Guaranteed. So I'm going to continue to play the devil's advocate part, though I know some of the answers to these questions, but social media wants to know, are are we concerned about Windstar and Choctaw using their political might in North Texas to prevent poker from affecting their bottom lines? Yeah. And so I'll I'll let Sam give his take on this and I'll, I'll give mine. I mean, so Sam has a much stronger lobbying background than I do, though we've both been very involved in the state lobbying efforts for poker over the last several years um in the specific dallas area well i'll say dallas county was it collin county that are that are that is north of that i don't know the level of influence that they've had over it i will say that there's been some very interesting roadblocks that we run into where people are just like no way not even going to talk about it but i would say in general in dallas county like like most people are, are pretty open-minded and and they're willing to listen to what we're doing and they're willing to uh to, to look at how we've structured our business model and, you know, not necessarily let these outside forces dictate what they're doing. Now, I'm not going to say they don't have any influence there or that they don't care. I just don't know, to be honest. Like, I, I hear rumors about it, but I haven't directly encountered someone that's told me that they're being influenced by, by someone north of the border. And I, that is, I mean, I'm not sure if they would tell me. And so 
I hear a lot of chatter about that. I would say at the state level, there's definitely like there's no question that they're lobbying there. I don't know how active they are in the Dallas County and Collin County area, though. I, my, my hunch is that they do have a presence there, you know, actively lobbying it to some degree, but not nothing like what they have at the state level. Sam, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, uh, at the state level, yes, they, they have a huge presence, both, you know, the, the Oklahoma casino companies and the Louisiana casino companies, both actual gaming companies and, and Indian reservations, both. Yes, they're, they're very active at the state level. And the, the way we've looked at it so far, poker doesn't really challenge their bottom line. You know, the Choctaws and wind stars of the world are still going to have the WSOP and the WPT come through and have their million dollar guarantees with, incredible high fees and administrative fees. And that's where they're going to make their money off poker. We're not going to compete with slot machines and blackjack and, you know, buffet comps and, you know, entertainment lounges where you have live music entertainment coming in. We're just not competing with that. And so as long as we stick to what we do best and that's just poker, we're not challenging their bottom line enough to, to put together a lobby front against us. Now, if we were coming in trying to open up the Texas card house casino, then, then absolutely we'd be in for the fight of our lives because they want their blackjack and their roulette and their buffets. Yeah. And I think one thing that people may not realize, you know, poker players are very conscious of money coming off the table and what they're paying. But from a casino standpoint, the house games that they have, you know, uh, blackjack, roulette, all, you know, all those carnival games, like they're making so much more money off those. I mean, I would imagine one blackjack table probably makes more than five or 10 poker tables, right? I mean, like it's, I mean, I mean poker is just not a, it's not a, I mean, I don't want to say that they don't care about it, but it's not a huge part of their, their revenue stream. I mean, um, I'll take just the casinos on our borders. Like I'm not going to include the Vegas's or the Florida's or the Atlantic cities. I'll just literally the Oklahoma's and Louisiana's within, you know, 50 miles of the Texas border, those casinos alone, the poker rooms there are, the smallest square footage space of the whole deal. Like, and if they're in the back, you know, the back corner, you know, eight, 10 tables. Okay, fine. And like I said, the money they make off poker is when, you know, four or five times a year, they fill up their ballroom with poker tables and have a, a major circuit. But the day-to-day -day poker rooms, I mean, hell, there's eight casinos in Shreveport. Only two of them have poker rooms and one of the two only has six tables. You know, they don't yeah. care. It just that's not the money making that's not their point of revenue for the casinos yeah i think that's important for people to understand and so yes i would say that the biggest factor for them why they would do it at the state level is just the fact that there's any any expansion in their mind of gambling or any any additional laws that may get passed to, to allow more gambling i think that's something they would be concerned with but you know we're already in most major cities in Texas, Dallas is the only, Dallas and Fort Worth are the only ones that really don't have any rooms right now. Um, you know, Fort Worth is its own beast. We've met, I've met with three or four city council members there, the mayor briefly, um, and and we're actively working to try to get in Fort Worth. But I think at the at these local levels, I don't think the casinos are that involved. That's that's my my take. But they may have a little bit, but it's not a, it's not a major presence. And, and I think you're right on what you said earlier, Ryan. That there's there are no clubs up there, not because of the casino presence keeping them out, but there's no clubs up there because the Dallas and the Fort Worth market, you know, is really taking their time to make sure before they open this up because they want to do this right. I think they really wanted to vet this process. And that's why you have to go through the city councils and the subcommittees on zoning and all these things because they want this to be done. If it's going to be done there, it's got to be done right. 
Yeah, and it's it's tough. It's going to be tougher for rooms to open in the Dallas area going through that city council process for for the ones that you know, you know when you need to, just because you know without having hiring an attorney and, and going through that process, it just makes it very challenging. And so, you know, the, the, I think you're going to see a lot more opening around the the, the outsides of Dallas. But, but I mean, I, I could be wrong there. I don't know, but I do think that that the city of Dallas is just going to be more active in watching the way these clubs operate. I mean, that that I I know for sure. I mean, we're not even open yet, and. Dallas PD has reached out to me, and so, and so, and they and they were they, they want to meet in person. So, um, you know, I I'm hoping that meeting goes well. Uh, you know, we'll we'll let you know on our next podcast. But uh, it, it's they they seem yeah. to be very, they seem to want to help and understand what's going on. So, just in case, Ryan, I'm going to let you go to that meeting by yourself. <laughs> in case I'll I say back home. Just in uh, case. Hey, Bill, you've got some experience there. Do you want to go meet with the police? Oh, with me? shit. No, no, no. Too soon. No, thanks. <laughs> I, was, Too soon. I was kind of thinking they had some slightly used equipment they wanted to sell you. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we'll see. I mean, they, they already, he kind of, told, I asked him what the nature of the meeting was going to be, and they want to they wanted talk about security, and, and, and rightfully so. Uh, you know, um, we've met with, I mean, both of the landlords of these two locations have have been very engaged with us, and they're taking a lot of steps to make sure that security is beefed up in those areas. We're going to have security both inside and out. Um, the Sand Moon Shopping Center. I went by there the other day, and, and with with um, with Darren at night, and I mean, it is it is so well lit. It's such a nice shopping center. I, I think that when people come, I mean, I think they hear like we're on the very tip northern end of Harry Hines Boulevard. It's like, man, we're almost like if, it, if we were. 200 yards north, we'd be on I-35 access road. We wouldn't have a Harry Hines uh, address, but we're north of 635, and it really cleans up when you get north of there. I don't think the area is as bad as some people are remembering, and so you know, we, we've been to that place a number of times. We've walked around it at night, and we feel that given the security that they have and the security we're going to add, it's going to be a very safe place to play. So let's, let's talk about the hottest game in town, the uh, Texas Card House Live. Are you going to have that in Dallas? Yeah, TCH Live, man. So, so we are going to be building a set in, I think we mentioned this in the last podcast, at, at the Sam Moon location. Yeah, so the first one that we'll be opening is going to have a set in there. Um, you, people say, well, why aren't you going to put it in the other one? Well, the other one, we only have a two-year um, essentially permit to open there. And so every two years, we have to go back to stay open in that location. And we know that whole area is going to get torn down and redeveloped. And our long-term goal is to be in that new redevelopment. So people are going to see that the build-out on the one um, – near the near the um the gallery is not going to be as nice earlier on because we know that place is going to get torn down and redeveloped in which case we're going to go into the one of the newer buildings that's our hope uh and and based on our landlord's conversations that's what we're going to do uh and so you're going to notice the one on sand moon is going to be much nicer higher in build out just like the ones in houston rio grande valley uh and then when we do the when the when the remodel or so happens at the other one then then we'll, we'll do that one up nice as well i think that most of our audience has probably been to our club. So they know what you mean there, Ryan. But I think it's important to say like, when we say we're not going to build it out as nice, that's just because, you know, our normal locations, like we really don't spare many expenses. Like no. it is, it is a designer look. And so, you know, no, we'll, we won't be building it out to that level, but it, I mean, it's still going to be a pretty damn good room when it, when it comes down to what we're going to do. Yeah. And what's, what's crazy is our Austin room is our, is our old room, right? It's not the one that has the new designs and stuff in it. And so it's funny when people walk into Austin, I'm like, well, our other ones look even better. And so it was Austin used to be like the premier one. Like it was, yeah. it, and it still looks great. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But, but with the new designs and stuff that, that, that our people have put together for our new locations, I mean, we really, we really like, and we're excited about it. And so. That's cool. I'm, I know players are loving that TCH live. What, what's our record so far on views? Eight, 800 at one time. I think we hit 
I think we got to like 780 on, on, we actually have gotten in the 700s a couple of times. We're up to 3,500 subscribers. So we broadcast uh, cash games every Monday and Thursday. We do a 5-5 five, five on Monday, a 1-3 on Thursday. Don't let that 1-3 number fool you or that 5-5 five, five number fool you. I mean, they play big. Um, it is both deep. of them are matched the stack. There's no cap on the 5-5 five, five game. Sun, on Sundays, we actually do the final table. We have a $150 yeah. freeze-out tournament, and that's the one, Sam, you're going to be commentating on. Uh, as well. So doing very well, very excited about it. It's it's growing like crazy. We have a couple of big events coming up. Um, I'll tell you about the first one. Uh, we have Wes Cutshaw coming in from Houston. He'll be there next Friday and Saturday. He'll be commentating on Friday and then playing on Saturday with a 5-10 game going and a 5-5 game going. So really excited about that. Sam, you want to talk about the Solve for Y guys that are coming into town in a couple of weeks? Yeah, March 6, 7, and 8. I, I was going to say, Bill, I think we're going to break that record you know, live viewer number with this one. When we have uh, Matt Berkey and the Solve for Y team coming in, his following, I mean, he, he's got some of the highest viewed videos in poker. I mean, the stakes he plays are massive. Like, there's some legendary videos with him. and you know, maybe even mix in some Bart Hansen in there too. And then oh, we, got some, we got some star power on that table. So yeah, we might hit a thousand live viewers. I think Bart's playing this Friday with the, in the, the one that Wes is commentating. And then I think he's going to commentate for us uh, on Saturday. Bart Hansen is from Crush Live Poker. And then Bart also is going to be, I think, commentating one of the days that the, that the uh, Software Y guys are here. So he's That's awesome. Bart, yeah, Bart's been getting very active in TCH Live. Love having him. A lot of experience. He's been around that streaming poker industry for, I mean, since it started 15 years ago. So uh, really great asset. And he's really been a great part of the TCH Live team. And so we're excited to have him helping us as well. And you're saying that's March 6th, 7th, and 8th? Yeah, Friday is a 510 No Limit on uh, the live stream. Saturday, we're doing a tournament, which the final table will be live stream. It's a 30K guarantee tournament. And uh, Sunday is 5-5 No Limit on the live stream. And um, all those days, we'll be running cash on the main floor with the Solve for Why guys. But that's the live stream schedule. Was, was that uh, Friday 5-10, Saturday final table, and Sunday 5-5. And you nice. said those are going to be like a meetup style game. Like he's bringing, there's three or four guys coming with the software white team, right? It's not just Matt Berkey, right? Last time we talked, I think there's nine people coming down. I mean, but a Get couple out. of them are, a couple of them are the, the, like the members of their production team. So That's they're going great. to be doing cameras and camera work, but yeah, we're going to have, we're going to have a whole crew coming through it but with, you know, two or three of the, the bigger ones. It's Matt Berkey, Matt Hunt, Christian Soto. I mean, these guys have, some serious caches behind their belt. I mean, Matt Hunt's one of the highest you know, WSOP Europe winners, you know, and, and I know that doesn't translate here around Texas. You know, we don't watch a lot of the European tour, but you know, you look up these guys and, and their backgrounds and their, their credibility, it is off the charts. Yeah. And so if you want to get on the table with, with these guys, I mean, they're, they're going to be moving around all the cash tables. We're going to have lots of five, five games going. It's going to be a meetup style all weekend. So these guys are going to be moving between all the tables. They're going to be videoing and doing stuff, you know, for, for their production. We're going to have stuff on TCH live. It's going to be a huge party that whole weekend. And so you're really excited about that weekend and, and looking forward to um, that five-year anniversary. I mean, TCH turning five years old, it's crazy. Sam, wow. did you ever think it'd get to this? I mean, you're the one that started all this. I mean, I'd like to say I did. I called it, you know, I knew this would happen, but no, I had many sleepless nights in month one and month two, you know, thinking, how are we going to make it to month three? But now we're here five years. This is as cool as it gets, man. The industry is, is really growing and, you know, we've stayed out in front of it, kind of still pioneering things as we go. This is great. 
Bill, what do you think? Are you going to come out and visit us on uh, March 6th, 7th, and 8th? You know, I looked at my calendar and I can come out there on the 6th or 7th. So I bet you're going to see me out there because uh, I do want to play on that table. I want to I, I want to make the final table. Yeah, play come play the tournament table, with us, Bill. Yeah. On that live table. What's the buy-in on that tournament? 300, 30K guarantee. Okay, I can, I can swing that that weekend. Yeah, it's a single day tournament on that Saturday. So that, that'll, be a, that'll be a fun one. I'd love to and jump in that if I can. Don't let the single day, you know, name scare you or fool you. It, it's going to be a beast of a tournament. You know, the winner, unless they chop, I think the winner, it's going to go, it's going to go 11 or 12 hours. It's going to be a long day, but you know, 30 K in the prize pool, we should easily smash that. You're looking at easily 10 to 12,000 up top. All right. So we play in it and we have a last longer. Is that agreed? Let's go. Let's do it. Let's go. <laughs> Let's do it. Done. So just last thing about Dallas, who, when, when are we going to start looking for people to run those monsters up there? That is a good question. I actually am I'm starting the search now for a general manager. So if any of our listeners know someone, if you know someone that you think would be a good fit, we're looking for obviously someone who, not just poker experience, we're looking for someone who's run an organization, who's comfortable manning 60 to 80 employees, maybe even more. Um, casino experience would be great, but not required. You know, you know, it's funny. Everyone, everyone reaches out and says, oh, I want to I wanna be a manager or whatever. I, you know, I love poker really well. Well, the poker side of it's not really, you know, not really what makes a good room. You, know, you need someone up top that, that knows how to manage people, that that can that can um, manage an organization, and that's really what we're looking for. And obviously, a strong poker background is a plus. But we're absolutely looking out for that. So if you know anyone, have them email me at uh, at uh, jobs at texascardhouse.com, or actually email straight to Ryan at texascardhouse.com. Uh, certainly love to uh, you know from hear from anyone that that uh, is interested in that position. Very cool. I'm sure you're going to get a lot of emails. I know I've already started getting emails of interested parties and I'm just going to forward those to you. Yeah, no, I'm excited about the search too. I, I think that there's a huge community of, of, of poker um, enthusiasts and professionals in Dallas. Uh, I have gotten a lot of people that have pinged me. Some people have called and left me messages or emails. And, and I, I do want to get back to all those people. Just know that I, I'm kind of burning the candle at both ends right now, just with all the stuff that's going on. And so it's hard for me to get back to everyone, uh, but certainly want to start seeing resumes for, for that GM role. Uh, and we, essentially we have two roles to fill. So um, we'll have two clubs up there. So really excited about that. And, and we'll start hiring um, for the, the actual staff and stuff, probably about a month out. Uh, we don't do it too far. Cause I don't want to, we don't want to hire people now and say, Hey, we're going to open in three months. Um, about 30 days out. So we really start bringing on the dealers, uh, the hostesses, the cage, uh, our bartending staff, because we will have full bars, a full bar in the San Moon location. And so we've already started the process for the, our liquor license. And so we'll need to staff all that up. So that'll all start in the next, uh, next month or two. Very cool. I imagine we'll put out on the Facebooks and all our, all our social medias, those types of hirings, but, but yeah, it is good to start looking for GMs now and start meeting with those guys. Cause that takes a little bit more vetting to do to find the right candidate there. Yeah, and another cool thing we're going to do, so I'm actually, there's a company called Ox Blue, and they do these time lapses of construction. So we're actually doing a time lapse of the the build out there, and that's going to be up on our Dallas webpage here soon, probably in the next week or two. So people will be able to see the construction live as it's happening in the room. You'll be able to go to texascardhouse.com, click on the Dallas page, and we're going to have a live video of the construction that's going on. So you can kind of see how we're progressing along there. And I think you'll see it's going to go up pretty quick. Uh, but as, as we're getting ready to open, you know, you'll be able to keep an eye on us and you know, uh, see the action as it's happening as, as we're setting up. Because there's, there's so much work that happens between now and we get open. Uh, it's, it's almost, I mean, my, I'm getting a little bit of a headache just thinking about all the work that I have to do in the next you know, 90 to 120 days. But uh, it, it'll be fun. But uh, it, it's, it's, uh, it is a lot of work. 
and Texas Poker Supply, if you're listening, that is two locations coming up. So clear your calendars. <laughs> yeah. You got some tables and chips to order. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we need to, um, we're going to have a lot of tables to order. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> good. So, and one of them needs to be an RFID table because we're, right. get, we, you know, right. we're getting another one of those. So, uh, good stuff. Nice. Well, guys, uh, anything else you guys want to add before we wrap <clears throat> this one up? No, I think we've covered a lot of bases, a lot of good information on this podcast. Um, let's get it out there and, and let everybody know what's going on. Yeah, yeah. And I know we keep saying we're going to get Wes Cotchell on here. We're going to try to have him on the next one. We also are going to reach out to Chuck Clayton from Mastering Poker Math, see if we can get him on here as well. So for the next two podcasts, hopefully we'll have some guys on here that we can share some poker stories with. Uh, but until then, uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, we're going to try to get back to doing these about every two or three weeks. Uh, but hope you guys enjoyed this. Dallas crew, looking forward to coming seeing you guys. To everyone in Houston, Rio Grande Valley, and Austin that's playing at the Texas Card House, you know, come see us and uh, have a good day. Thank you all.